everyone for joining Poolside with Pokestarter. Um, I'm losing count. I think this is the fourth edition that we do. Um, if you're new to Poolside with Pokestarter, this is where we essentially come together to share knowledge and experiences with the community in a very informal and conversational way. Today we have uh, quite the lineup in terms of guests. Um, we've got Joao Light, head of research at Pokestarter, Miguel Light, co-founder at Pokestarter, Itai, partner and COO at Market Across, and Jack Newold, I'm sorry if I butchered your name, uh, correct me later on, founder of Crypto Pragmatist, or Pragmatist, depends on how you want to pronounce it. But I'll, I'll let you guys introduce yourselves in just a moment. For everyone else that's joining in, you probably know this if you've joined us in the previous episodes. We have a PO app that will be available for you to claim towards the end of the session. Um, you just have to wait for the code towards the end, and then you can go ahead, follow the steps in the tweet um, to claim it directly in the end of the session. But that being said, now that we have everyone on the stage, let's get started. I'll let you guys introduce yourselves, maybe go by the order of, um, I guess, what's, what's on my screen at the moment. So let's start with you, Joao. Uh, just tell us a bit about yourself, uh, give us a quick intro, and we'll pass it around across. Uh, sure. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, uh, hello, everyone. So I'm uh, Joao Lit. I've been in crypto uh, since 2017. Um, I'm, I'm currently head of research uh, at Polkastarja. Thanks for that. Thanks, Joao. Um, Jack, you're up next. Hey, everyone. Um, I'm Jack Newald, founder of Crypto Pragmatist. We're uh, an email newsletter and we produce institutional grade research for a, a, a wider kind of retail audience okay i think my pronunciation was not that bad thanks jack um itai. Yeah, you, you nailed it you nailed it <laughs> nice itai you're next up hopefully i didn't butcher your name as well close enough very good don't worry uh, my name is itai Lizur. i'm uh, one of the partners of market across we are a tel aviv based uh, pr and content marketing firm uh, been in space for a long time uh, we have some pretty cool clients don't need to over uh, name drop, but uh, we've been partnering and working with Pogusarder uh, almost from day one. Thank you for that, short and sweet. And Miguel, you're up next. Hi, everyone. I'm Miguel. I'm one of the co-founders of Pokestarter. I've uh, been working on it since the very inception of it, and it's, a, it's a, a pleasure to be here with you guys. And thank you, Jack and Itai, for accepting our invite, and it's going to be an exciting talk. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you all for the quick introductions. Um, I'm going to dive straight in because I think this topic is really interesting for everyone in the space. Um, the current situation in the market. For new crypto investors, for anyone that just joined in, I think majority, I don't want to say majority, but a lot of people um, right now are new to crypto, right? In the sense that there's now more adoption, a lot more people are paying more attention. Ever since COVID happened, a lot more people like myself actually got into crypto. The issue is we've never really seen a bear market before. We've never seen a bear cycle before. We've never seen the current market conditions before. Um, so I wanted to maybe, again, dive in probably in counter uh, order this time. So I'll start with you, Miguel. Um, have you experienced a crypto bear market before? And what's that experience been like back then? Can you give us kind of a, an insight into you know what we're looking at at the moment uh, yeah i can tell everyone a little bit about my my experience i've been in crypto since uh, early 2017 in an active way uh, i had a company back then a research company uh, a, a little bit similar to the jack's description of his of his company too uh, we were basically supporting retail investors to research and to find the best incredible and most secure projects in crypto 
back in 2017 and you all know how it went it was a, a crazy year with bitcoin going to 20k a lot of retail investments entering in the market uh, high levels of craziness in the market uh, over optimism and you know the story uh, it completely exploded imploded and it started uh, the bear market that that we seen throughout 2018 2019 um, and I think uh, my experience is uh, important because we can look a little bit to the past and see what happened. It doesn't mean that it's going to happen now. Uh, one of the most important things is that the, the, when the bear market starts and we start seeing the first big dumps, as we are seeing now, um, it kind of feels that you reached the floor when you see a really huge movement down. Uh, but it's never it. And usually you see three or four more movements down. And each time the, the whole market goes down, the, the pessimism starts getting bigger and bigger. Uh, and people start leaving the market. And you see companies failing. You see Twitter influencers stop talking. You see founders giving up, uh, investors getting... Uh, bankrupt and not having enough money to stay in the market and the market starts being more and more silent and only uh, the companies and, and people that prepared well during the bull market are able to continue or only the people that are able to, to, to keep getting some sort of income are able to continue. Um, this seems really awful, but it's, it's, it's actually really good if you're able to stay in the market. If you're able to generate income or uh, via crypto or via other job that you have, but that enables you to keep on the market, you're going to be able to, to see the real companies, to see the projects of the future. You're going to have time to build or to interact with projects, etc., and uh, also very important, you're going to be able to network to, with the people that are staying here. And just just to finalize, and so I don't um, take the chat, uh, but uh, that's why that's how Polka Starter was born. Um, Polka Starter uh, was born in 2020 publicly, but uh, it was really built uh, during 2019. And uh, Daniel, our co-founder and CEO, was actually part of the community that I was creating in that research community. And that's how I met Daniel. We were not pen pals, but uh, Discord pals. And I never met Daniel in person uh, before we started talking about uh, building a launchpad that was credible and, and helped retail investors buy the right projects. And we started building that in 2019. And, and once the market started turning around in 2020, uh, we were basically ready for the bull market, and and uh, and yeah, great opportunities are born in in bear markets. Uh, but it's really, really, really hard. You have to be able to to generate income for yourself if you don't have it, and you have to to. It's it's a big effort to stay, but if you stay, it, you're going to generate huge opportunities. Thank you, thank you for that insight, Miguel. Um, I'll pass it on to Itai now. What what's your experience been like in crypto over the past couple of years, and have you seen anything? Um, at the current state that we're in? Have you seen something like this? If yes, what's your yes. takeaway from it? Sure. So I've uh, been in space since around 2016. Um, you know, trying, not trying to do like, you know, when I was your age kind of like story, but I don't think this is a, like, we're not there yet. So um, I think everyone's like, oh, bear market. I, I don't think the market is, it, it can go a lot, quote unquote, lower. I think we're still, if you look at assets, a lot of them are doing very well. 
you start to look at the number of tokens that were launched in the past two years, it's an astonishing amount. And then add on that NFTs and all that different things. So I don't think things are as bad as everyone thinks they were. They just, there was an extreme amount of optimism. I was meeting a lot of people who were, let's say, got into crypto in the past year, got into crypto because of Solana and see, see all that. Now they're saying, oh, we, we're very bullish. We don't think Solana's ever going to go beneath a hundred dollars or whatever. And my, my response to them is, Solana still might be one of the best investments in the world, but it's going to go under $100 because that's how markets work. So first of all, I'm, I'm not trying to you know, make people feel bad, but I don't think we're in that bear of a market as everyone thinks. It could quote unquote, go, go much worse, but it could also go much better. Um, I remember that when Ethereum hit a dollar, and everyone's like, oh, wow, it's amazing. I should sell my Ethereum. It's not going to go above a dollar. And yet, it was literally when Ethereum was a dollar. And then I remember when Ethereum was $1,000. Everyone's like, oh, wow. Ethereum's never going to be above a thousand dollars. I should really sell this. So you know, the, the market works, and all the market works that way. I will say that if I could give a quote unquote tip or advice, it's very important to not become um, over vigilant and over you know in love with any specific project. I think that you know th you know that's where your your judgment is a bit cloud. You need to look at it as you know as an investment and as a startup that you're in interested in. It's not a movement. Um, it's not a you know it's not a a life choice. If some person thinks that the blocks should be that big or that you should, you know, do sharding that way, it doesn't mean that they're the antichrist. And I think that should, people should look at ecosystems and they should take some bets on ecosystems. So Solana had a very, very interesting year. What's going to be the next one? Is it Cosmos? Is it Cardano? Is it Clayton? I don't know what, but I do think that there's a lot of um, interesting look at looking at what's going to be the next base protocol. Like you could have seen that happen with, uh, with, you know, verticals. So gaming, I also think that gaming went too big too fast, but I do think there's still a lot of opportunities, but it doesn't have to be by new coins. You can also look at ones that you still like and sit on them. And maybe now they're offering very high APY and do some staking on it. So it's a very good time to be liquid. It's a very good time to take a few bets, but make them, um, not on, um, I would say crypto tribalism, but just on what you think is a good project and what you think has a pretty good chance of succeeding in a year or two from now all right perfect thanks thanks for sharing that as well it's i think a lot of insights to take away from that um you guys seem to have switched your order around so i'll start with you joao um what's your experience been like ever since you got into crypto have you seen something at this scale uh it's i seems to think we're not there yet in terms of a bear um do you have any insights as well and by the way i hope we won't get there i don't i'm, I'm not saying that as in like the worst is yet to come i just don't think things are as bad as everyone sees there no, I agree, but I'll, I'll keep my opinions for the later parts. Um, but it's, it's definitely uh, interesting to kind of get your take on things because I feel like um, everything's a bit quiet, everything's a bit boring. People are starting to no longer see the you know the ten x's and the hundred x's, and now the conversation's shifting a bit. But I do agree to some extent that it's not as bad as uh, you know we think it is. Um, but over to you, Joe. Uh, yes. Yeah, so my experience again, I joined in two thousand and seventeen, kind of in the middle of the year. Where, where things started to kind of explode, right? With the ICO boom, everyone was super excited. A lot of people entering crypto. Uh, and again, everything was uh, sunshine and rainbows. Everyone was kind of euphoric. Um, but then the reality comes in, right? So me personally, was a very good experience and, and a bad one. Bad one in terms of financials. I, I personally lost, I think, 90% of my portfolio or something like that. Uh, but uh, that al allowed me to like, 
think things differently in this market, right? Um, and come back a bit to the reality. Like if people st stopped, the, the problem with the peak bull market is everyone doesn't really apply logic or actually think what they are doing. They just want, because it moves so fast, it's a lot of noise, people invest in everything they can, right? And they make a lot of money. But if you if you stop for a moment and start thinking, uh, probably you would not invest in most uh, projects since 2017, right? We were talking about projects with a white paper and, web and website and raising... Saying that uh, we're going to decentralize Uber. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or decentralize, I don't know, beds or some stupid thing, right? So, and that's that's what is important with the bear market is uh, back to reality and back to actually I think we lost you there for a sec, Joao. You want to try unmuting? Oh, yeah. Not sure what happened. Uh, I was just saying that bear markets are super important and people shouldn't be afraid of it because is where you have less noise, is where you can actually work and learn a lot. Um, so people shouldn't be afraid of it. Should People should use it as as a foundation for the next cycle. So, yeah, I don't, I don't want to... <laughs> to take much of the time so no 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 worries i think a lot of again a lot of insight here and now last but definitely not least jack um what's your take on this what's your experience been so far and, and what do you think uh, about the current state of the market yeah um you know i was just a retail investor in in 2017 so had the privilege to just kind of not think about crypto as much um throughout the the last bear market um, but now, you know, I'm in this space full time, so it's a, a totally different dynamic. I will say, I think this time around, there's a lot more conviction among retail investors that we're, we're in a, a lower point of the cycle and that it's going to come back around. And that makes, that makes it easier to like be in the space, right? Where no one thinks, you know, not many people at least think anymore that crypto is going to zero. Right. And I, I really felt that a lot of people felt that way in kind of 2018, 2019. Um, but the other thing is that, you know, while I think blue chips, it's a, it's a decent time to stack blue chips, you know, anytime, anytime we're kind of in, in bearish market conditions. The truth is that if, if we use history as a reference, a lot of stuff will not be around uh, potentially several years from now. I was looking at the top, I did a little Twitter thread on the top 200 cryptos um, from the peak of the market cycle in 2017. Um, and only 40 of those cryptos are still in the top 200. So, you know, it's possible we clear out a good 80% of, of kind of the, the top cryptocurrencies. So I think it's important, you know, to, to understand that the you know, dollar average, dollar cost averaging is not uh, a one size fits all strategy. And uh, crypto cycles work in this way where a lot of stuff kind of explodes over a single cycle. Um, so yeah, as Joao said, I think it's a really good time to like learn and, and deep dive in, and you can cut out a lot of noise and, and, and really focus on uh, you know, more fundamentals or focus on understanding the tech a little bit more to give you that, that kind of fundamental leg up 
uh, when when things do kick off again. Yeah, I think it's also important, and, and thank you, Jack, and I'm going to take the opportunity, also important to, to talk about the projects, right? Uh, Polka Starter supported more than 100 projects over the last year, and, and we know how much they raised, and we know the founders, and one of the biggest challenges that those projects have right now is that many of them didn't um, raise uh, capital, uh, enough capital for, for many years. Or And I'm not talking about the projects that we launched only. Uh, you can basically think about every project in the market that is new. Uh, many didn't raise enough capital or some founders weren't able to um, put some of those funds in stablecoin, for instance. Uh, some have uh, big um, burn rates. And, uh, and what happens to these non-blue chips projects is, is that many times they are not ready um, to, to face the, the bear market. I also agree with Itai that uh, if this is bear market, we are not even close to to the real bad days and we will have to be a bit more patient and see some more movements down but each movement down is going to kill more projects and for projects what we try to advise and try to be close to them is uh, please try to save uh, some capital try to be more efficient uh, spending it with your team etc uh, hopefully you, you you have some money in stable you have a, a strong treasury and uh, and you have enough um enough days to basically deliver your mission and this for the projects of course and many vcs in the in the traditional equity world are doing the same right now um, but but you can also use this as a tip for retail investors that whenever you're picking non-blue chip uh, projects uh, look at the founders look at what they're doing uh, see and try to understand if they have enough capital, uh, what's happening with the teams, uh, what's happening with the vision. Um, some projects have big market fit during trends because they are gaming or whatever, but that dies out when the trend dies out too. So it's important to understand what's real mar product market fit in crypto uh, that you only get lower uh, income, but but the income is, is is every month there still, or if it goes to zero, etc. So from a retail investor perspective, when you're investing in, in blue chips, non-blue chips, it's, it's important to to see if they are going to be here on the next two years, right? And that's what we do. On our mission is precisely to help our projects to be here in two years, and and it's it's going to be something really important now uh, for for the next um, for the years to come. Thanks for that insight, uh, Miguel. You actually you stole my line. I was about to ask you, Jack, um, since you brought up the conversation around projects not being uh, around or not even surviving uh, through you know bear cycles. I wanted to essentially start this conversation around as a project founder, what is it that you have to do now? Let's forget about what you know happened in the past, how much you raised. At the moment, what is it that you have to do essentially to make it out of this alive, to you know continue to grow the community and the project that you're working on? Um, I'd love to take that if possible. So first of all, I think that Miguel is 100% correct. Uh, one thing is very different this round than the 2017 round is that a almost all the, the raises in 2017 were done in the native currency of that blockchain, usually Ethereum. So a lot of people raised a lot of money, but then they didn't really think about treasury management or you know Ethereum just going up, went going up. And a lot of projects were really wiped out just literally because they kept the fear while it was going down and they didn't sell it. And then their treasury became a fraction of what they thought it was. 
And I don't think that that is apparently the case this uh, time around, as as many cases. So I think that Miguel is really right ab- about that. Now, the, the other part is I, I maybe have a non, not so popular opinion, but I think that founders need to go big. I don't think that we should look at this. Founders should look at this as how long is this money enough to kind of just keep me on the minimum or whatever. I think that we should see it as almost like a VC-based company. And by the way, VCs, if they see it's not working, they're maybe even ask for the money back or whatever. It doesn't happen a lot. I also don't think that the success rate in crypto is that much lower than traditional VCs. We just, these projects are, are fundraising for the public, so we see it. But I don't think that 90% of, of crypto projects, you know, implode. Um, I, I think that this is a very interesting point for people to kind of be aggressive, um, try, again, not be uber aggressive, but try to build what they want. And if they succeed, they succeed. And if not, move on and, you know, maybe if, 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 and, and try the next thing. But I think that right now doing treasury management of how can we just keep this at a very low burner for two, three years is kind of anti, uh, high, you know, anti innovation, um, and a bit more of like a conservative, uh, like this isn't a, a union job. This is, this is a crypto startup. Thanks for that. Thanks for chiming in. It's I, uh, Jack, my man, no one wants you to, <laughs> to go up, but I'll, I'll still come back to you. What do you think in terms of surviving this as a project? What do you think is the ideal thing to do at the moment? Um, let's pretend, you know, I'm a founder of whatever it is. It doesn't matter what industry or if you're doing, you know, DeFi, if you're doing GameFi, what do you do at the moment to survive this? Yeah, um, I think Itai had an important point around, around treasury management and that, uh, the average treasury wasn't sophisticated, managed in a sophisticated way um, in the last cycle. I will say, though, I think projects need to focus more on the project than treasury management itself, right? Because um, I think, you know, some of these DAOs might kind of collapse into trying to allocate capital effectively or, um, you know, just trying to figure out how, how they can dissolve the treasury in a way that's kind of... Uh, maximum on a for like the founders like maximum extractable value value from a treasury for a, for the the founding team so that's important to avoid uh my advice for project founders is i don't know i i honestly don't know um you know i don't i'm i'm a founder but of a newsletter not a not necessarily a crypto project but uh to me i think the it's time to to rotate back to product you know, I, it's, it's really, I bet it's really fun to build when, when your asset is exploding in price, uh, and you're not even, you know, creating any kind of product market fit. But I think for any cryptos who are, or for any projects that are going to survive, they need to figure out some viable product that they're going to sell and founders that can kind of create that are going to be able to to weather the storm and, and to create um, something lasting. Definitely. Thanks for that, Jack. And, you know, definitely, last but not least, once again, Joao, um, you know, in terms of research, and I'm sure you look at tens, if not hundreds of projects on, on a daily and a weekly basis, what do you think is the right move right now for projects to try and navigate the space? Uh, yeah, just touching a bit what uh, basically Miguel and Jack and Ty said, I think treasury managing is very important. Uh, you'll be able, uh, what is, I think the key word here is definitely survive, right? Because again, if you are not able to survive into the next cycle, uh, maybe you have the best product in the world, best everything, but yeah, you, you are not paying salaries, so uh, you will not be there, uh, right? And a lot of projects, 
happens to launch in probably one of the worst times, right? Doesn't mean they are bad projects. They they just were in the right uh, in the bad time at the bad timing in the market, right? So I think definitely co- analyze your costs and see uh, what you can improve on that because I feel when is bull market everything gets crazy uh, and you over invest in my opinion. I think especially in, in I don't know especially in, in some marketing activities sometimes is are very expensive um, KOLs and all of that. Um, so I'd say that's kind of the the main important thing. Another thing is this is the perfect time to build a community, right? Because in in a, in a bull market, uh, your community or most of them are basically guys that the only thing they ask you is when moon, right? or when Binance or something like that, right? They are not interested in, in using your product, playing your game, actually helping you. Uh, they are interested in making money. And, and again, I'm not saying that's uh, a bad thing. Crypto is is incentivized to do that. And that's, that's part of the whole market. But at the same time, your community should be, what I consider community is people that actually care, actually create awareness for a project, actually play your game, uh, use our product. So right now is the perfect time because again, nobody, uh, everyone will stop talking about prices uh, if they they continue to go down. And I agree with Itai and Miguel said, uh, it, this is not exactly a bear market. We can, these things go, go really, really ugly, uh, even much more. Um, so there is no noise, right? You only you basically interact with people that really care, and that you can create a foundation of people in your community uh, that will help you on the next cycle. Uh, another thing which is super important, in my opinion, is uh, networking, right? Um, when you network in a bull market, you get a lot of, let's call it, people with not so good intentions, right? People that just want to extract something from you, uh, from your project, uh, maybe get some alpha, whatever, right? Um, when you get into a deep bear market, you only talk, not only, but you interact more with builders, right? People that are here to stay for a long time and actually wants to build something, right? The, not only speculate and see what is the next thing that will do 100x so they can make a lot of money and that's it, right? So for me, this is perfect. Um, Of course, the numbers are far lower in everything, in price, in community engagement. But if you think about it, those are real numbers. Those are real people that are interested and will help you now and in the next cycle. So less noise and much more easy to, to build for sure. Thank you. Thank you for that, Joel. Um, we touched on the project side of things, but I think, you know, for the majority of people listening in and probably the majority of the crypto market in general, it's important that now maybe we focus a bit more on the investor side, right? So as a, as a retail investor, as someone that got into crypto, saw everything go up by 10x, 100x and so on, uh, now that everything is down, now that everything is in the red, pretty much, uh, what's your advice for me? as an investor, right? Like what's the best thing for me to do at the moment? Is it buy more? Is it wait? Is it maybe we go down further? You need to, you know, dollar cost average. What do you tell 
an investor at the current state of the market? Um, let me start maybe with you, Miguel, because we haven't heard your voice in a bit. All right. Um, I think when you discover a project that you believe in, the, the quality of the project... Sorry. The, the quality of the project doesn't um, change if you're in an over-optimistic market or in an over-pessimistic market, right? If you do the right research, if you believe in the project, um, that it's going to stick, especially some blue chips. Uh, personally, I'm I'm very heavy on Ethereum since I started, right? And Ethereum mission and vision doesn't change because we are in a crazy over-optimistic market or the opposite, right? Um, so I think the only thing that changes is that it just becomes a better opportunity um, to be in the market and to start investing and assuming that you have liquidity, right? And uh, on Polka Starter, we deal with a lot of retail investors that have lower amounts uh, to invest, that have full-time jobs and they just want to get some, uh, well, the beginning of their financial freedom through crypto, right? Um, and if you have liquidity, you, you can build, have a really good opportunity to build your portfolio with a little bit more heavy on blue chip sides and also some smaller projects that you believe are going to to give you a, a bigger return on investment. But uh, I also think it's also important to talk about people that don't have liquidity but like the market and like to be in the market. Um, and uh, João said that he lost 90% of, of the value of his portfolio in 2017, after 2017. The exact same thing happened to me. And um, I had way less liquidity to invest and I had to make a decision and the decision that I made was okay I'm going to invest in crypto I'm going to stay in crypto if Bitcoin does the same that it did in the past uh, we're going to see a huge bull run in 2020 this was back in 2018 um, it actually did it doesn't mean that it does the same thing all over again uh, but I had my own rational to stay in the market and I had to to basically continue working and I I kept working on my company so I could get some additional liquidity. Uh, I kept building my network. And I think retail investors that really like and believe in the market, and I personally believe, at least on the financial side, Web3 is going to be the thing in the future. And uh, the more kids enter in the market, the more I know that this is going to be their reality, uh, not not the, the whole traditional financial market. And if you truly believe it on the long term, you just have to, to be here and to keep networking, maybe go to your favorite project community uh, and see what they're doing and see if they are serious and maybe offer to, to work. If you're a graphic designer, offer graphic designing services or whatever. It's, it's the most beautiful time to be in crypto because crypto was born like this. It was born to give... Uh, a true chance to the retail investor to invest, to make money and to be involved in the community. The first time I bought Ethereum, I thought, oh shit, I have a little bit of this. I, I, I can go to the community, I can talk there, I can contribute, I can build. And, and that's what we have now. And go to the communities of the projects that you like and get involved. And maybe you're going to be paid in tokens, maybe you're going to be paid in access, maybe you're going to be paid in NFTs. But this is an amazing time because the founders that are going to be here, they are going to listen to you. They are going to listen to their communities. And in two to three years, uh, it's going to be bull market all over again or whenever is it. And you're going to be in a very uh, good situation. You just have to keep being in the market and generating income so you so you can reap the reward later a lot of great insights and, and a lot of stuff to take away from that thanks thanks miguel uh thank you for sharing uh it's i 
Um, what about you? What do you think at the moment? You seem to be a bit more optimistic about the current state. You think, you know, we're still not at the bear that people expect. So what's your advice for me as a, you know, as a retail investor just listening in on this and trying to understand, you know, how bad is this going to be? Will it even get worse? Will it get better? What's your take on it? Well, first of all, I really agree with everything that Miguel said. And I think that uh, kind of just go with your basics and go with your gut. If a business model doesn't make sense, or if it's a picture of a digital turtle, then it, it, it just sometimes doesn't make sense. And in a, in a bull market, everything kind of goes up. But now, if this is a guild for a game that's only going to be ready in a year and a half from now, there's a very good chance I can meet this asset much lower at some point. That's So I would really look at where projects are, where how close are they to a product? How close are they to something that looks like a business model? Is the token actually a utility in that or a function that that's how they raised money? So like really going back to fundamental and basics. And I also really, really, even as a marketer, and I do work with a lot of these people or, 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 or outfits, less KOLs, more research. No, sign up to Jack's email. Don't follow the guy, some guys on, on YouTube. And I think that that's a lot, you know, take a bit more time, read a bit more things, learn a bit more of checking things on chain, try to see if you see volume in places, a lot about that. So um, less investments, more consolidation, a bit more research. Um, and, you know, and, and, and think as a VC, think, think as a business. Don't think about the hype cycle. Just think about does this business make sense and is there a product and how close is it? Great advice once again, Itai. Thanks for sharing. Uh, Jack, over to you. Sure, yeah. <clears throat> uh, I think there's been some really good points here. Um, obviously, blue chips, you know, um, if you if you have some conviction in Ethereum and Bitcoin. Um, and that's kind of something that doesn't exist in other spaces is if you ask anyone in the space, they'll say Bitcoin's going to 100K and Ethereum's going to 10K. You know, that's a like a three and a five x from here right um so <laughs> we're not in that die of a situation um but we are in this kind of like temporary depressed period um uh where there's there's just not a lot of certainty around um when that is going to happen but I, I i liked what itai said around you know become a vc and uh i think that's a, a great point is perhaps now is the time to kind of uh, investigate, do some really strong good diligence around stuff that makes sense, business models that make sense, um, inflation or tokens that don't feel like a ultra hyper inflationary Ponzi's, and then make some bets there because you know we all know stuff can go up fifty, hundred x in the bull market. Uh, if you kind of have a, a diversified portfolio and even hit one fifty x or hundred x investment, you can you know really make some incredible gains on your on your portfolio so maybe you know blue chip uh keep learning and stick around and uh, you know act like a vc i think those are all good pieces of advice for for the current market conditions thanks for that jack um act like a vc i'll, I'll, I'll keep that in mind uh joao over to you but not like tiger global because they lost 15 billion dollars in four months Act like a VC, but be careful which VC you act like. Okay, cool. Got it. There you go. Wow, over to you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, uh, for me, for example, uh, when I lost uh, all, pretty much all, all the money that uh, I had, uh, I started, I think, uh, most important first, you should be able to understand what you did wrong and what you did well, right? 
because I'm pretty sure everyone that has some some token in in their portfolio that maybe now it's like ninety percent down or something like that. You need to understand why why like maybe you buy it in an evaluation that was quite high or, or not sustainable. Uh, maybe you didn't cut your losses or take or took profit uh, before, right? So you I think. Uh, you always need to learn something uh, with this situation because if not, we'll, you will do the same mistakes in the next cycle, right? So a lot of learning and education. And now it's the perfect time to actually uh, learn what projects are doing, what is the new protocols. Because again, in the bull market is a lot of noise. Everyone is kind of focused on the next big 10X or whatever that they don't have time to actually research and see what this project is uh, actually building, right? What is these new DeFi protocols, what is these new games and, and so on and so on. Right? So um, I think most of that, that's really, really important. And and again, if you, are, if you really want to have some kind of career or be involved in this market, this is also a perfect time because you can simply, and I did it myself, uh, you can simply join a community, uh, a project that you like, start interacting with them, start talking with the team, uh, give suggestions, provide value. Uh, usually if you provide value without asking anything, eventually you get a hiring proposition, right? You get connected with someone that uh, eventually will give you uh, an investment opportunity or will exchange an idea with you that will, if you are chasing money, will make you a lot of money, right? So definitely networking and being involved in this project is super important. Um, I give you another example, like the last cycle in 2019, 18, I think, um, there was two projects that nobody was talking about it. Uh, and you could just join their Discord or Telegram and talk with the founders, right? And kind of discuss what they are doing. Uh, which was uh, Synthetics and Aave, right? And these projects, if you were uh, active on their Discord, if you check their product development, what they were building, if you invest in that time, you would make 100x, I believe, or 200x uh, in, the, in, the, in this cycle, right? On the last one. So there is a lot of projects that are undervalued, uh, but you still need to make sure that they are shipping product, right? If they are, they keep building in this phase. And that's the ones that you should be keeping an eye and potentially invest some or, or some people uh, dollar cost average, as uh, we mentioned before. Um, and again, there is a lot of opportunities. I think people think that the only way to make money is kind of to enter in, in the fundraising rounds or ideals or things like that. Uh, it's not. There is a lot of projects, again, like I said before, a lot of them launched in the worst timing possible, but that doesn't mean they are bad projects, right? They just got a bit unlucky, uh, let's say, like this. So uh, get really involved in their communities, network the more you can. Um, and again, save, save a, don't be over-trading. I think that's also important. People try to catch bottoms which is impossible. You will never catch a bottom. Uh, you'll probably get more lucky buying the lottery or something like that. So be patient. Buy what you can buy. Uh, 
uh, like maybe establish, I don't know, every month I will deploy some capital to buy this coin because I like it, right? Because you will never catch, catch a bottom. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's it. Once again, I think there's so much insight in this conversation. Um, I, I know we could just keep going on for hours and hours, but let me try to dive into the next uh, main topic that I have in mind, which is essentially where does this leave us over the next couple of months or years in, in the sense of, you know, is this a reality check? Uh, is this just part of, you know, the cycle and we have to, you know, live with it and just move on and expect it to come back again? Um, how does this essentially, as a moment in time, how does this shift or mold or shape uh, the future of what crypto is going to look like? Um, I can start again with you, Miguel. Well, uh, I would like to, but I, I can't predict the future. Um, what we can do is, is look at what happened in the past and prepare the best we can. And uh, I can share a little bit of what we are doing at Polka Starter um, with Daniel and with the team. So right now we are around 30 people on Polka Starter, which is already a considerable burn rate for, for a company to go through a bear market. So what we have been doing over the last months was to be sure that we are 100% um, ready for the, uh, for the bull market. So this means uh, giving a second check on our burn rate, understanding where we can save, understanding where we can be a little bit more efficient and productive, and understand our vision, uh, our product, as you guys know, is has a direct correlation with with bear market and bull market um, during 2017 and 2018 you saw a lot of ICOs raising 20 million 50 million etc and then suddenly you didn't have any uh, ICO and I actually advised on on a project that uh, launched on KuCoin <laughs> launched their um, ICO uh, during 2018 and it was the worst time ever and so there's a high correlation uh, between bear markets and lower income for our company and bull market and higher income for our company so as a company we are just preparing and assuming that the next uh, years are not going to be easy and understanding how we can prepare and that also Im implies uh, reviewing our vision and, and reviewing the, the ways we do things and uh, we are uh, basically working on, a, on, on our updated vision where there's a vision where we continue supporting our founders, but we also involve the community. And, and this type of dynamics that Juan was talking about, like being involved directly with the projects, how can we offer that in our own community? How can we offer that in our products? How can we uh, co-support, co-incubate, co-advise uh, the next big projects in the markets with our community? Because that's what the big revolution of crypto is, like the revolution of the retail investor having the power, right? And we, we want to keep doing it. Uh, I know and I... <laughs> I think we all can agree that uh, this last bull market was totally invaded by VCs uh, that don't care about valuations and just um, fire everywhere because they have millions and billions to, to deploy. But uh, we want to go back to, to the roots of, of, of crypto. And to answer you, that's, that's how we are preparing. We are trying to be realistic, looking at the past. It doesn't mean that it's going to repeat itself. But there are too many signs um, that we might be entering in a in a in a recession, and that never happened. Uh, 
in simultaneously with with crypto and and we are going to enter in uncharted territory so the best thing we can do as a company is to be prepared and and we are and we have a long-term vision we we are going to be here for the next decades hopefully funding is not going anywhere and and what we are doing as a company is what a retail investor should do uh, do i believe in this premise do do i believe in this vision and if we do, let's just keep working on it. And, and when the market is back, uh, we are going to be here. And hopefully on that top 200, uh, hopefully on the top 100, we, we, we kind of broke it during for some days during bull market. And that's the goal for the next market, to keep being relevant and adapting to the new trends. So as a retail investor, I would just focus on those, on those projects that have this uh, philosophy. Thank you so much for that insight, Miguel. I think uh, definitely the time to build and the time to kind of look ahead uh, for what's next. Uh, Itai, over to you. Sure. So I actually want to just continue on, on both what Zhao and, and Miguel talked about. So um, I think there's um undervalued project that are actually building and doing. So again, I'm going to talk about full disclosure, a client I've been with for more than three years, so I'm very involved with them. But I've been working with Matic or Polygon since their IDO on Binance. Now, that was in 2017-18. If you'll go to CoinMarketCap and look at Matic, it was not where it was for a very, very long time. It was building, it was doing, it was developing, but only really in this bull market. And then also with the rebrand from Matic to Polygon, you see that kind of huge insurgence. So Matic did not become out of IDO like that. People could have picked up Matic very, very cheap and get involved and get a lot of different ways. So kind of look for the next Matic or Polygon that you believe in. And I really, really believe in what Jao said, that there's projects that are going to be doing a lot of really, really good building and they're really undervalued just because the market is down. And then if I can just respond to also what I think Miguel said is the, the we aren't looking at a recession. Look, the market is down in, in the entire world. There was a, in the past two, three years, the governments have been, have been printing insane amounts of money. And you see in, in the, the equities market also taking a big hit. And you see the biggest hits happening to tech companies. And what are most crypto startups? They're high risk tech companies. So I guess my my also my my tip would be look at the macro as well, and when you feel that the market of the equities and tech is maybe in a place where it's going to be more interesting again, then that's maybe a time to be more aggressive. But unfortunately, right now, um, uh, crypto is not a hedge against the markets; it's a bit more correlated to the markets, and the markets itself are also just getting a you know very big hit. As Matic is an amazing example, like it's it's uh, amazing. The project that I was telling you guys about was partner of Matic and Matic is the true winner of the of the of the last bear market and I think it's an amazing project and for someone that wants to to learn just look at at the history of the token and the history of the community and learn with what they did because now they are a flu, full-blown active blockchain but they didn't start like that and they started on the worst time ever and i personally know the founders and we were together in seoul um and during the worst time ever in 2018 and they they kept they kept pushing and and now they are a very very credible project for the future so thanks for giving that example Definitely. Thank you both for, for your insights. Um, over to you, Jack, in terms of how the current market is going to shape the future of crypto and, and what you think um, this means for everyone that is involved in crypto at the moment. Yeah, I mean, as, a, as an entrepreneur in the space, this is my first bear market. So I don't have too much insight and I don't necessarily believe that anyone can really predict how macro plays out. So 
I don't really have any good insights, but I will say that I, I strongly believe, you know, really volatile crypto market cycles are a feature of crypto markets and they're not a bug. And that, uh, you know, as we kind of saw with like the Luna blowout, models that aren't sustainable, models that aren't absolutely robust are, are models that are going to get flushed out. And the market is, is the greatest proving ground for ideas. And, and I think it's really cool to be able to exist in a space that, that creates such anti-fragility around, around successes and projects and really kind of puts things through, through the ringer. So, um, um, you know, it's not the best of times, but it, it's it's still going to be an interesting time to to watch and observe and and build and create. And I'm I'm at least excited for that. Thanks, Jack. And last but not least, over to you, Joel. Yeah, I think uh, in every cycle, things get a bit better, right? Uh, if I ask uh, people that actually experienced the the last one. Uh, like what what you can do in the market besides research and 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 kind of keeping an eye right and and compare what you can do now now you have like hundreds of protocols live protocols that actually work you can do something with it right you have a product now um you have games to play as well so there is something uh value that was created right and i think every cycle um, and a lot of people that I talk with now, VCs, project founders, companies, whatever, most of them join in 2017, right? So in every cycle, I feel like we we cut the people that are here because they they heard some news that one guy invested uh, $10 in Chiba coin and, and was a paper millionaire, right? And they want to do do that as well. And we we... We let the, and we basically, the people that actually want to build something, actually want to be interested in this, uh, they stay, right? And they are the ones that will build the next uh, set of uh, products, right? Again, I, I, I gave a lot of examples before. Um, I feel like, especially just talking a bit about NFTs, NFTs is nothing new uh, per se. But I think uh, I can, everyone can agree that this, this kind of high, hype it's, is kind of not sustainable, right? Uh, again, in crypto, only takes one or two projects to have success and everyone tries to mimic, right? So in NFTs, what I think would, will happen in the next few years is uh, a lot of people will go away for sure because they invested in, in a picture of a, a dog that uh, went to zero, right? But some people will stop and, 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 and think, oh, NFTs actually have other use cases. This is actually interesting. So let me stay around, see what people build or even build myself and, and basically go to the next phase, right? So I think every, every kind of section in the market as a whole goes to a, a mania phase where everyone tries to, like Itai said, decentralize everything, do everything. But then back to reality, back to build. So uh, if you think like NFTs are like very, very cool, are, are very interesting, we are still like uh, touching the, the initial point, right? We are still only 
uh, trying uh, what what can be done or not. So again, I think every every cycle come, brings people that actually bring value to to the ecosystem, and the ones that are here to make a quick buck, they will just go uh, in and out, right? So I think it's net positive to have these kind of cycles. Um, and again, just touching on what, what was said in terms of the macro environment. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say always expect the worst uh, because again, nobody knows will will happen. Um, so I would say most important thing, I know this is kind of cliche, but don't please don't invest or have money in crypto that you can't afford to lose because if things go really badly in, in terms of global crisis and things like that, don't expect that Bitcoin and other assets will be the, the store of value or, or soft uh, alt or something like that. Because again, people, when they enter panic, they, they sell everything they have to kind of recover, right? And no matter what people say, uh, I still, and again, this is my opinion, I still think crypto is definitely a risky asset. Uh, it's not that safe. And, and like Miga said, we, we never experienced a, a, actually a global crisis recession with crypto, right? So things can be very, very bad. So I would say prepare for the worst as well. Nice. Thank you for that, Joao. I mean, I personally think right now, um, you, you kind of touched on it earlier, Joao, yourself. Right now is the right time to start educating yourself because there's less noise. Um, I think because we were so used to, over the past couple of months and you know years, we were so used to new projects coming out every single day and you know this is going to the moon, that's going to the moon. Right now, that's not happening. And I think this is where you then start looking at the fundamentals of projects and actually dig into successful projects and how they pull things off so that the next time we have a, you know, a bull run or a bull cycle or whatever you want to call it, you're essentially in a much better position to then make even better bets on some of these projects um so i i personally definitely think education is key uh before we wrap things up i just want to ask you guys to kind of take us through some of your final thoughts but before we get to that for everyone that's listening in um if you were waiting on that POAP code i'm about to give it to you please make sure that you type in the correct code i'll give you like five seconds to pull up the website because we always get uh people asking for the for the claim site and dming us about the code um so the code that you're looking for is essentially a capital Y, number six, number three, number zero. So that's Y, six, three, and zero. Hopefully you got that. I'll repeat it one more time. Y, six, three, zero. Okay, cool. So back to just uh, wrapping things up. Um, maybe starting with you, Jack. Um, I just want to kind of get some final thoughts in general. Uh, you don't have to dive into anything specific, but just for someone listening in right now, we've got you know a couple of uh, people tuning in and a lot more people that will listen through the podcast on Spotify. What do you want to say to you know someone right now in this space? Um, and it could be anything from any of the kind of the previous thoughts that we had, or maybe something else that you're telling yourself. Maybe you wake up every day and you say, "Jack, this is what you need to do today, regardless of you know what what Bitcoin is doing or what Ethereum is doing." Yeah, uh, a lot of inspirational tweets from influencers um no uh i i would say that you know most money is made in bear markets and and most kind of technological uh innovation is is developed during bear markets so you know it's it sucks that it's not in up only mode it sucks that there's there's not as much money flowing around and that when you know 
stuff isn't just like you know mooning every day but um you know the real gains are are given to those who stick around and continue to kind of make thesis based bets um with high conviction in in rough market conditions and if you can stick around you'll be rewarded thanks for that jack over to you joel head of research at focus tracker what, what do you want to tell us from a, from a research standpoint maybe uh, yeah, I'd say from everything we kind of discussed today, I'd say um, really check the what people are building, what people are interested in doing and, and actually use it. Uh, because no matter how much you hype you created, how much everyone is talking about it, what the influencers are saying, uh, in the end, I mean, you can play that game, of course, you can make a lot of money, but in the end, the uh, Projects that will be here in a few years are the ones that actually have revenue, that actually have uh, traction and, and usage, right? So um, another piece of advice I would say is invest in things that you like and you are interested, right? Um, because, again, you will be much more interested to follow a project if it's in the subject that you like, right? And following projects in, these, in the next few months will be very critical because it's where you see how they behave in the worst possible situation, right? Because again, everyone in a bull market is a genius and every every project in a bull market uh, is very good, right? <laughs> because the prices are up. Um, so if you, if you find projects that are really good, are, are basically pushing a shipping product, very active, very open to their community, in the worst possible conditions, uh, imagine uh, when when the bull market happens, right? So um, again, just I think we we touch in in a lot of things, but yeah, if I'm pretty sure if you stay, you learn, you be involved, uh, you will be uh, in a very good place uh, in the next uh, cycle. Thank you for that, Joe. Um, over to you, Itai. I guess from maybe a PR marketing standpoint, uh, what's your advice? What's your kind of final takeaway? I actually have advice that has nothing to do with PR marketing, if possible. Um, Go for it. On a super duper consumer level, I think, and it might not be a popular opinion, but I think this is a very good time to consolidate like wallets and MetaMasks or whatever. You know, don't forget, maybe you did an investment on some chain and have another wallet on a Tezos or whatever. It's a good time to maybe choose a few centralized exchanges, uh, less hacks, less uh, less uh, situations of losing a lot of money there. Uh, put a lot of the tokens there. Uh, most likely also tokens that haven't been verified by a lot of the big exchanges. There's a lot of smaller chance of, I would say, rug pulls. A lot of these exchanges have good staking options. So I know everyone loves decentralized sometimes and it was a lot of this bull run came from like the uniswap and that power but if you want to play a bit more of a defensive round i'd kind of choose a few centralized or you know what even just take it off the blockchain you know put it on a cold storage wallet whatever but this is a really classic time where people can just forget different wallets and passwords and get fished attacked or whatever so i would kind of like just clean out some like noise and, and wallets and consolidate some places Definitely, I mean, uh, advice that maybe skips your mind as well. Um, so, so thanks for bringing that up. Um, and again, last but not least, Miguel, what's your advice for us? Uh, yeah, so I'm also going out of, of the crypto world, uh, per se. Uh, I think losing, losing money is really hard. And 
uh, every everybody has like a, a personal story about it, but but it's really hard. It's it's really uh, it's it complicates your personal life, and sometimes people get really desperate, etc. So if we're going really to enter in a bear market, I think taking care of your mental health is is very important. Um, people don't mention this, but almost every entrepreneur that I know. Uh, goes through tough times in terms of anxiety or, or burnout or etc. And I think for someone that was making a lot of money and then saw all of that disappearing, um, it's it's very hard. So maintaining healthy routines outside of crypto, it's very important. Um, the world outside uh, is is what's good for us, and then crypto is just a way of us to have some some challenges and fun. Uh, but but the balance is very important, and I don't need because I'm not even a specialist. But I, I don't need to be saying what you guys need to do. But just just take care of your mental mental health. And having said this, one of the best things to do um, when we are trying to relax, for me at least, is reading. And Jack was uh, mentioned uh, anti fragility, and I, I just wanted to to talk about three books really quickly, and that I think are very important to read now. At least for me, it was very important. Uh, the first one, anti fragile, by Nassim Taleb. That's that's for me. It's it's a bible of 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 being strong in tough times, and and how we can be strong on the on the long term. Um, one of the Bibles of Investment, The Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham. Um, I think reading this book that was written in the 70s is lots of fun when you know the crypto market. And obviously it doesn't mention crypto, but it's it's very adaptable to, to the times that we are living. And uh, finally, uh, Principles of Dealing with the Changing World Order. Uh, by Ray Dalio, uh, one of many people heroes, but I think this book also explains a little bit what's happening in the world right now, and and yeah, I think it's it's um, it's very calming to be to be listening or reading to to the words of these masters, and I just wanted to give these three books as uh, a quick advice to whoever is interested. Uh, I just want to thank you uh, everyone for participating in our. Um, in our Twitter spaces, uh, Jack and Itai, thank you so much for your wise words, and obviously João, but I, I have the privilege of, of, of listening to João almost every day. So, Omar, I let you wrap up, and, and thank you, everyone. Thank you for that, Miguel. I think a great opportunity to grab some of these books if you've never read them before. Um, well, again, just wanted to say thank you. I think this was probably one of the most insightful uh, poolside chats that we had. You know, we had a lot of great guests before. We had a lot of really interesting topics, but I think this is one of the probably the most real topics in the sense that this is probably something you might want to listen to in a couple of years from now when the market is back down again. Um, but you know, hopefully, hopefully that this adds uh, a kind of a, a tiny bit of uh, of hope and uh, and a glare in your eyes if uh, you're struggling. Um, and again, I think uh, what Miguel mentioned is really important. Just make sure that you're okay in terms of mental health. Make sure that you understand that this is just a phase, and obviously make the right decisions and all the kind of great insights that we got from everyone else. But yeah, just wanted to quickly wrap things up and thank you all for joining us. I think this was great. Um, definitely would dive a lot deeper into a lot of these topics but that's it for now thank you to everyone that joined in everyone that listens uh, later on as well on the podcast uh thank you once again this has been poolside with poker starter and see you on the next episode